welcome to the Saddle Cartel Podcast. We're going to talk tips, tricks, tactics, and saddle hunting scenarios with our staff from across the country, members of our Facebook page, manufacturers in the industry, and we'll probably get into a few campfire stories along the way. Enjoy the ride. Let's get into it. All right, guys, welcome to uh, another episode of the success series for the uh, Saddle Cartel podcast. Today, we've got Chris Ferris with this man, and we're going to talk to him about a buck that he just harvested that you guys probably seen on the Facebook page. Um, we're going to let him introduce himself, tell you where. Like you said, my name is Chris Ferris, and I live in southwest Virginia, um, the Roanoke area. If some of you, if some of the listeners may be familiar with that part of the country, um, I work I, I have a really good job. It affords me the opportunity to to take November off. So, um, like we spoke earlier, I, by by the last week in November, which is where we're at right now, I'm about as wore out as those weary bucks are. So, <laughs> well, I, I'm almost ready to go back to work so I can get some sleep. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm coming off my my rutcation. Um, I'm actually going back to work here tomorrow. So. So it's, uh, you know, me and you, we talk about it all, it's all season and the off season about our, our vacation dates and, and they pretty much line up in November. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so man, so, so, so let's, uh, let's, let's kind of get into this buck, man, and, and, uh, and kind of talk about it. But first off, man, so just so for our listeners, man, just do, do a quick rundown of what, uh, first I want to get into, I know last year you were hunting with a compound. And you kind of, you kind of went down the same road that I did just shortly after with, with the trad bow and, you know, just, just, just kind of paint that picture for our listeners about converting from compound to, uh, to trad bow, man, if you don't mind. Well, I'll say this, I've been compound hunting for a little over 30 years, 32, 34 years. And, you know, about 15 years ago, I, I woke up one day and I was like, you know, this is. I want this is kind of getting a little boring, you know, all due respect to the deer, but I, I wanted to try something new. But the problem was I didn't have anybody around here that I knew that did, you know, traditional archery. So I just said, I kind of kicked the can down the road and I don't know what it was about, you know, when I joined your, the, the site, the saddle cartel site, um, cause I've been saddle hunting for 20 years. Right. Um, I was I was doing that before I, I couldn't find anybody to try it for about 15. But <laughs> when, when I joined uh, the saddle cartel, you had made a post on there about, you know, you you were so serious about going into this traditional archery that you had sold your compound. And I was like, dude, that that's what I need to do. If I want to get serious and, and really try it and go out on a limb and do it, I'm going to have to get rid of my stuff. So last year. It was the last week of December, I think right after Christmas or maybe right before Christmas. Um, me and my wife, I actually found a guy that sold um, traditional archery equipment here and there. He lives about an hour away. Really good. I mean, this guy's really great guy. Um, and anyway, me and my wife went up there. And the first one I picked up, of course, being a lefty, he only had one that I could, you know, shoot. Luckily, he, he did have two sets of limbs. Um, and, and when I first picked it up, something about it felt so primal and that's what I really liked. You know, I, I was sitting in his shop, but I felt, I could tell if I, if I had this thing walking through the woods, I would feel like, you know, the baddest son of a gun in the woods. And, and so that kind of, that kind of got it started. 
And man, I, in, in less than a year, I think I've owned about 10 bows. And every time <laughs> I get one, it's more expensive than the next. And, yeah. and it's funny because, you know, being left-handed, I can't just go pick up a buddy's bow and try it. You know, nobody's left-handed and the ones that are darn sure aren't shooting traditional archery. So right. to kind of, to try a, a different feel and see what you like about a bow, you almost have to buy one. Well, and, I, yeah. I know I've given you a hard time, man, because I've seen how many bows that you, that you've purchased and you bought and everything, you know, and I mean, I may have called you a hoarder a couple of times or anything, <laughs> but, but at least I did it to your, you know, at least I did it to your face, you know, <laughs> so, but so, so I kind of did the same thing, you know, as I started out when I, when I went down that road I, and I started out with an old bear recurve and then this year, you know, I got into the ILFs and stuff like that and, and have joy, enjoyed that, you know, because I, I feel like that's, that, that was just kind of the direction that I was pulling because I kind of liked the tunability and stuff, you know, but, but so, so let, I got to ask you this, man. So, so you saw that post that, that I had, and the reason why I gave all my compound stuff away is because the first time I went out with um, a recurve, I had two good bucks come up out of this Creek and start heading my way, man. And I was shaking like a leaf, man. And I went, I went, the first thing I went was where's my compound. And and I, I knew right then, man, it's got to go away if, or I'm going to go back to it. And I didn't want to do that because I was looking for something different. You know, I thought I can always go back and buy a recurve or buy a new compound if I get back to that. Mm -hmm. But my question is, do you regret it? Absolutely not. Well, then now, I, don't feel, I, will, I, don't, I don't feel bad then. <laughs> I will say the first buck that I shot at this year was – I think I told you about it. It was a 10 pointer and he was uh -huh. every bit of 150 inches, maybe a smidge <laughs> more. And I had already shot at two does and the, one was about 15 yards. One was about seven yards and they both ducked the arrow. So when this buck came out to the perfect spot, you know, I'd gotten into my tree stand and, and you know, how you get in your tree stand and you look around and you're like, man, that would be the perfect window right there. Where darn if that buck didn't come right down <laughs> that and stop in that perfect window at a perfect broadside shot. And I thought, man, I, I'm a pro at this. I know what I'm doing. So I aimed just slightly. I wanted to, I wanted the arrow to hit just under, you know, his breastplate basically. Yep. And let him duck into it. Let him duck into it. And that daggone thing never flinched. He never, and I watched that arrow sail right underneath of him and my heart sank. And of course I reloaded. <laughs> he starts walking and like an idiot, I took a, you know, about a 23 or 24 yard shot. And it, then it hit a limb and hit him in the, in, in the hind quarter. And he took off running. I'm watching my arrow sit there, fly, you know, flapping at me, waving at me, laughing as it's going away. But uh, so my, my, my reason for telling you that is I, I, for about 30 seconds after that, I was ready to climb down out of that tree and sling that, that, that daggone <laughs> recurve, I mean, that longbow and go get a compound that day. And, but I stuck with it. Um, and and when I finally when I finally was able to connect with that that eight pointer uh, last week or the week before whenever that was it it, it made everything worth it and Man, I will it, never ever I don't think I'll ever go back to a compound bow now I don't quite feel about compound bows the way I used to feel about crossbows <laughs> but right, but I don't right. think I'll ever go back to a, a a compound bow ever again yeah. Yeah, I got you, man. I forgot you's a southpaw, man. I forgot you's a lefty. <laughs> yeah. Until until you mentioned that, so so man, that that's that's cool. You know, I've I've wanted to talk to you, and I know me and you have me and you have talked back and forth, man. And uh, 
me and you have talked back and forth about both of our journeys down that road, man, and how, how cool it's been and how rewarding it's been, you know, and I told you, I said, I, I said, man, it'll happen when it's supposed to happen. I mean, and, and, you know, I, I, I was kind of doing the same thing last year, man. I, I told my wife last year, I said, I'll never shoot over the top of one. And, and I said, if I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss low. And I shot over the top of three of them. And I was like, what is, I mean, it just, you know, it's just, it's so rewarding, but yet at the same time, it's so frustrating. You know? yeah. like, and, and the thing is, you know, I, I climbed up in a saddle and, and, and being a buddy of mine, I got him saddle hunting this, uh, this year and, uh, or last year. And we climbed up in the saddle and, you know, we would shoot 25, 30 rounds, you know, at, at targets. And I was shooting just fine. I don't know what it is. I, I, I still can't figure it out, but I'm like you now. I, I will not shoot. I will not shoot over another one. I've, I've already determined I will <laughs> aim low, not because I want the, the deer to drop into it, but I'm just going to aim lower. And it may be because the air is going so much slower than a compound. And so, you know, that elevated height does make a big, much bigger difference. I don't know, but I, I'm like you, I'm not going to hit, I'm not going to hit one high again. Yeah. It, uh, I'm try not to. You know, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, like, like you said, man, I, I, last year, um, so, I, so I whiffed one this year too, man. And, and, you know, my shot process was good. And I mean, he was right at my threshold of where I, w I was efficient and I thought, man, I had, I had bleeded him in and I was like, I was like, well, I was like, I was like, man, I was like, I was like, he's kind of on edge a little bit here. He, you know, he's about ready to get my win. I was like, man, I was like, there was another little buck in the area. And I was like, I'm going to hold a little low, man. And he's going to duck right into it. And I, I let that sucker rip, man. And it just went, kept going. I was like, oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh. And he never moved an inch and I shot right underneath him. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. But, but this year I just laughed it off last year. I would, I was in the same place you was at. I wanted to, I'd want to wrap that recovery around the tree, man. <laughs> you know? But I just went, Hey man, you know, he, he just didn't do what I thought he was going to do. And, and, you know, I did everything I could do, you know? So at so. least you didn't shoot over him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Well, man. So, so run us through, uh, so run us through your saddle setup, man. You know, you've been in the game a lot, um, a long time, man. And that's cool because, you know, a lot of these guys, a lot of guys are new to this, even myself, man. And, uh, you know, so I like hearing about what's your, what's your setup as far as your platform. If you do presets, if you one stick, if you, you know, just, just take a few minutes, man, and roll us through like where you started and where you are now, man. All right. Well, I got into saddle hunting on accident and I was in the military. I was getting out. I had a little extra money. So I was like, you know, I need to. I hadn't been able to really hunt for several years um, because of that. And I was like, I'm going to get me a tree stand, um, you know, now that I've got a little extra money. And so, you know, I was getting out in, in, in the spring and so I'll be ready for hunting season. And I started Googling uh, tree stands and I was looking at, you know, all the all the popular tree stands 20 some years ago. And some, some way, somehow this this saddle of sorts popped up. And the way it was explaining or the way I was I was reading it, it, I almost thought you had to climb a tree and like tie uh, tie off of a limb. The way it talked about 360 shooting ability. And I was like, I don't know about that. And But I, I said, what the heck? I've got a little extra money. I'm going to spend it. And it was a trophy line. It was um, I don't know if it was an original, but it was a trophy line. It was all leather and it was uh, it was made out of webbing. Um, and the tether was made, was a big, long, probably about a 12 foot long 
or, or maybe even a little more uh, piece of webbing. And so you could pull a tank with the daggone thing. And so <laughs> that's how I started. And so I got it and, and then I was excited about it when I got home and uh, I took it out the first time and see back then I, I used to all, you know, I grew up hunting out of a tree stand and, and 99 times out of a hundred, it was a hang on stand. And so when I was 12, 13 years old, I would go out there and just, I, I practiced my first season just putting screw in steps in. Cause that's what we always used. Right. And so I was really good with, with screwing steps. And like, I'm a short guy. I'm, I'm like five, nine on a good day. And so I would, I get about, about two feet, maybe a little more out of every step because I, you know, I've almost ripped my pants before trying to make, you know, get a step up so I could save weight and stuff on the screwing steps. And, gotcha. uh, and so that's what I used, you know, up and for about 16 or 17 years was I just used screwing steps. And when I would get to the top, I would put, I would usually use about nine or 10 steps to get up to my climbing height. And then I would put four, four steps around the tree and that worked fine for years. And then, uh, I, I, I learned, I don't know how, I think maybe I was watching John Eberhardt or something. And, uh, I learned about the squirrel steps. And so, I went and bought a pair, you know, a set of squirrel steps. It's, a, you know, a webbing strap. Most everybody knows what those are now. Um, and I put five steps on it. And and that's what I used for a couple of seasons um, instead of putting the, the four screw-in steps around the top. And that really helped out. It saved a little bit of time because those four screw-in steps were the, those were the, you know, I could get the other nine or ten in in the same amount of time it took me to put those four in. Right. Um, and I was pretty quick at it. I mean, I could I could hang a tree at 13 years old weighing, you know, 105 pounds. I could hang a tree stand in like 12 minutes and be pretty quiet. And uh, yeah. so then, you know, every, this the, the saddle community really grows, you know, five, six years ago. Um, and everybody starts trying to figure out new ways to go about doing it. And uh, then this whole uh, stick thing got really popular. So. I was like, all right, you know, I watched enough videos. I'm going to give this a shot. And I bought a pair of sticks, probably didn't buy the best ones. I, I bought a pair of Hawk sticks and those are, they should take those things off the market. But anyway, um, I gave, I gave those things a solid year and a half of trying. And I think the very last time I used them, I just left them in the tree because I didn't care. I, I was sick and tired of them it would take me longer to put three steps up and I would sweat more than just putting the screw in steps in. Plus you had to worry about carrying them in, you, you know, and I'm the type of guy when I go, when I go hunting, I've got to have lunch. So I may walk, you know, a mile and a half, two miles in somewhere. I've got my cold weather clothes and I got to have my lunch and every ounce, you know, matters and not just the ounces, but just the packability of things. And uh, so then <clears throat> in the meantime, I had kind of looked at getting a new, uh, a new saddle, and I settled on the uh, ESS, which is uh, made by Tethered, the Eberhardt Signature Saddle. Um, and I really, really, really like that saddle. I can't say enough about it. The only thing that I don't like about that saddle for people that may be interested is getting it on. It's a pain in the butt. You got so many, again, I, and I'm coming, of course, I'm coming from a single panel old school saddle. So, you know, it was a little bit easier with that regardless. But it's right. just a pain to get your your boots through all the webbing and everything to make sure and make sure that the, the panels are right. 
but once you get the, the, the once you get it clipped on it's great it, it's it's a very comfortable saddle to hunt in all day um i hunt in a saddle all day a lot let's be honest though you're never going to find the most comfortable there's no tree stand in the world that's going to be comfortable to hunt in for for 10 8 10 12 hours no um, that's a long time yeah it, it's a long time but i will say um it's a very comfortable saddle um and so that's the saddle that i use right now and then last year uh i got a buddy of mine on on the saddle train and um he's trying to figure out how he's going to climb the tree and we've got to look in at the one stick method and um you know we both settled on trying that and i you know i went to eastern woods outdoors online and and you know bought a stick from them and i didn't get a platform because i, I use like i said i used the squirrel steps and i just didn't want the weight i didn't want i want it you know everything you put on there is going to be a little bit less packable so that's what i've been using um and listening to the podcast the guy the fellow you had on there last week or a couple of weeks ago um the only thing i'm not happy about that is that daggone dinoglide yeah uh rope or string or whatever it, it does great for what it is but it gets snagged up on leaves i don't know how in the world it does it but it, it can be a pain in the butt but that's that's how i do it um it's probably for me personally it's probably um it takes about the same amount of time it may even take a little bit more time than just putting screw-in steps in up to about you know 18 19 feet um but it's just i, I if you're careful i can be a little bit quieter and i think i told you before <clears throat> If I could find a set of really good aluminum strong screw-in steps, which I don't think they make them, but if I could find those, I would probably try that again, um, because right. that's the only reason why I didn't like the screw-in steps is because you know, by the time you you throw twelve of them in there, they're heavy, and you got to worry about you know if they're good steps poking a hole in your pack and losing everything else, you know. The, so, but that's my setup. Um, I've been doing uh, one sticking now uh, for this is my second full year. Um, and you know, the other thing I don't like about one sticking compared to, to the steps is if like, I got into a tree the other day, matter of fact, the tree that I was in, when I shot that buck, it had a, a kind of a funky turn in it. And then it went straight back up and some trees with that one stick, it, it, it can be, you know, a devil trying to get up. Um, but yeah. I was able to do it. Um, so anyway, that, that's kind of my setup um and i'm just what i was going to tell you earlier is you know I, I love helping people do it and 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 you know come to this community uh but now it's like everybody and their brothers want to do it and, and i had a long i had a good thing for a long time it was helping me out and now everybody's on the same playing field yeah i got you man you you was using that to your advantage man before it was uh before it was mainstream you know that's cool yeah you know so so i went to the uh i went to the uh mobile sniper the treetop outdoor mobile sniper this year man and I, I put a lot of hours in it the last three weeks and i like it um it i like it because it's got that detachable platform mm -hmm. so and i'm not necessarily worried about uh, packability and weight because i'm on a lot of private land and and so you know i i'm not i'm not walking miles and miles and miles in there i mean but this thing is pretty packable but what i like about it was the fact that it gave me a little bit bigger platform and it helped me stay 
helped my form with the traditional bow a lot because I noticed that last year was trying to maintain my form off of a, of, of off of a one stick or a smaller platform was, was tougher for me. And then once I got this new platform this year and this new stick, man, it, it kind of changed the game for me and it allowed me to, it probably added three hours to my sit, you know, for no problem. And, and I, and I can, I can sit and I can hang for a long time, man. And I just run a single panel saddle myself, um, which I'm going to look into a pleated or a double panel next season, you know, just to, for, cause I'm thinking, man, now that I've got this platform and, and that I really like and, you know, but, but I know what you mean, man. You, you know, I, I have to go up and I have to look at trees and I have to address them and, and say, okay, Hey, you know, how's the gravity going to work on this when I'm climbing it and stuff like that. And, and, yeah. uh, you know, luckily I'm in a spot where we have quite a few trees that are really good for one sticking, but don't mm -hmm. get me wrong, man. I'm not afraid to break out the sticks either, man, if I have to, now, I mean, well, I'll do have, whatever, have whatever ever, I got to do. Have you ever attempted a set of squirrel steps? Um, you know, I, I, early on, um, when I first started saddle hunting, I, I did a little bit, um, and, uh, and I, they weren't too bad, man. I mean, I wasn't, uh, so, so I didn't use them as a platform. I used them to get up the tree, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it wasn't, they weren't, they weren't too bad at all, man. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not against, uh, using anything, man. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you the, the, the two reasons why I really prefer them over a platform. And, and I'm not, I'm not down at a platform at all. Um, I, you know, like you said, I've been doing this for a while and I've kind of learned a lot of the tips and secrets that, you know, some other fellas don't. Yeah. It's, they really help you get, be able to use that ability to get to, to get around the tree and hide number one. And number two, the whole reason why, you know, or not the whole reason, but one of the reasons why the saddle in itself is so good is because you're able to hide and you don't have that bulky platform. And now granted the, the platforms aren't nearly as big and bulky as, you know, tree stand platforms, but you know, every look, like I said, in a game of inches and, 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 uh, uh, mistakes or whatnot, every little bit helps. Oh um, yeah. And so that's, yeah. that's kind of the reason why, I, you know, I, I've stuck with the, with, with the, uh, squirrel steps. Um, just, and again, it's the, the bulkiness I can fold, I can, I can zip those things down and I can put them in the same pouch that, that my, uh, my, my lineman's belt is in. Right. So anyway, if you ever get a chance, maybe try them as like the platform or whatnot. Um, I mean, heck I've got an extra set. I'll send you if you want, if you want to give them a shot before you, you know, purchase them. Yeah. I mean, but, I may have to try that. I may have to take you up on that, man. It, 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 it does help. But, uh, so yeah, that, that's kind of my setup. Um, and I don't look to really change anything unless somebody will invent some good aluminum st steps. I, <laughs> I'll probably stick with the one stick. Gotcha. Gotcha, man. So, so, uh, so let's talk about, so let's get into this deer you harvested, man. This beautiful eight pointer, man. I mean, these, these brow tines, man, we're, I'll, I'll definitely uh, throw a picture up when we launch this, man. Um, I know a lot of members already seen it. Um, and it, was this your first, was this your first trad harvest? This was my first trad harvest. It was probably my fifth shoot, shoot yeah. in a deer, but right. it was hey. my fifth. I mean, my first harvest. Um, and it was one of those things. It was, uh, it was in the, right in the beginning of the rut when, you know, they start really chasing. Yeah. And I was, uh, I, I had kind of went to a, a, a new spot, a newer spot. I hadn't hunted in this particular, um, you know, area of of the whole unit that i hunt 
um, and, and several years, but there's, you know, good sign in there. There's, it's just really, really thick. So, um, so, so, so hold that right there. Okay. So, um, a public, was this, was this public ground? Cause for, for our listeners that don't know, Chris, man, he does a lot of like national force hunts where he's hiking in and, and actually you're actually camping in there at times, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean I, I, yeah. you know, so was this particular piece, a, a, a private or public piece? Though this particular piece was a private piece. Okay. Um, and I, I had made up my mind I was going to try and stick to as much private as I could this year because the chances of harvesting a buck and especially, you know, a decent buck um, was a lot better. So, right. so that's kind of, so that's what it was. It was a piece of private property that I've, I've had for a, a couple of years. Um, and it was, uh, it was an, a, a tree I'd never been in really thick. Um, and I hunt a lot of bedding areas, you know, really thick areas where even during rifle season, even though I'll take a rifle a lot of times in some of these places, the national forest I'm talking about, um, you know, it's so thick with mountain laurel and rhododendron. I mean, you, you may not, you may not get more than a 25 or 15 yard shot anyway. Right, um, right. but anyway, that's the type of area. This just happened to be on private property, um, okay. that I was hunting and it was a, it was one of those where every tree there um, was either too small or had uh, a poison oak all just rambled up in it um, <laughs> or just leaning. And so I got in the only tree that I could get in and it was a leaner, which meant I had to, you know, I had, I could only face one way. Well, yeah. I could face two ways, but I couldn't move. I had to make a commitment. And so I, I chose the side on the uphill side of it. Um, which gave me about a 20 degree or 25 degree angle to one direction to shoot, because it, it, as you know, if you've been in a tree that leans d moving around with a, a deer around you, it's just almost impossible. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. You, you like you said, you got to commit, you got to just commit and say, this is the side I'm going to hunt. And this is the way it's going to, you right. know, if, if it plays out this way, then it plays out this way. And it meant to and be. it's if only it two sides. It's only, yeah. it's either the upside or the downside. <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't hunt in between. So, so but, this uh, particular area you're hunting, Chris, is it, is it, is it, are you like, I mean, is it mountains, ridges, uh, bottom land? This, is it, is it river this bottom? Is, this has got, uh, it's a small piece of property. It's got like, uh, four ridges that come in off of it. Um, okay. and this one little particular piece, there's two, uh, two springs that come in and, and the whole bottom, probably two football fields, um, or at least one and a half anyway, is, is, uh, kind of like river bottomy, um, which is, you know, this is one of the only places that I, I hunt that's like that because usually I'm in the mountains. Yeah. And, uh, but, so it, it, it's, it's, uh, and because of that, you know, there's always a lot of greenery in there. Things grow thicker. They don't get real big. It's almost like it's been a clear cut, but it's not. Um, and so, you know, Again, it's one of those spots where even if you, you know, even if it were rifle season, you'd only, you'd more than likely only bow hunt because you're only going to get a 15 or 20 yard shot usually. Gotcha. Um, and so, you know, it was, it was one of, it was the, the colder morning that we had had up, up to that point. And it was, I can't remember what day it was, um, but it was right there when the, you know, right when the rut, when they start chasing, um, or at least have been chasing for four or five days. And I had, I was in that stand and I, as the sun was coming or as the, the light was starting to come up, I could hear, 
I could hear chasing off in the distance. You know, I could hear him running, just running everywhere. And I caught a glimpse of, 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 of one buck and he ran in behind me chasing does. And <clears throat> then they come back through and, and he was a nice one. And uh, so finally, <clears throat> I, after I thought all the deer had, had, had went through in that one little particular chase, um, I was, you know, kind of sitting there after about 45 minutes of, of listening to them chase each other, something caught my eye. I didn't even hear it. It was, it was a little, it had, been, it had rained the day before. And so something caught my eye and I just happened to turn to the left and I could see this buck busting through the brush. And there was a, a there was a, uh, a button buck right underneath of me. Um, and, you know, I would, I wasn't going to shoot him. I'm just not going to shoot a button buck. But anyway, right. the, the button buck took off. And when this deer came in behind me, I'm thinking, man, I, I'm not even going to get a shot because he's going to come right in front of me, you know, just to the left where I couldn't shoot. But he, st he starts veering off to the right and comes just to my right side and stops for a brief second over uh, right, like right in front of a log. And it was right inside that 20 yard degree or that 20 degree span that I had. And I drew back and I said, all right, he's like seven yards out. Do not shoot over him. So I even aimed a little bit low <laughs> and, and, and darn if I didn't hit high, <laughs> but I got lucky because it, it, it spined him. Right. And, and, and that felt bad. I felt terribly bad because of course he, you know, he dropped and his rear legs aren't working. And he's trying to get over this log and I throw another arrow in real quick. And, and luckily that time, you know, the arrow hit almost right where I want it, you know, right in the, right in the chest cavity. Right. And, and, and he, you know, he expired within a, you know, a couple of minutes, five, six minutes. And, well, uh, but. Well, th this is normally where we would talk about the track job, but it doesn't look like there was one. <laughs> yeah, there, there was no one. And, and as bad as I feel, because I, I, I tell you what, man, I have more respect for the game that I, that I hunt than I do a lot of people in today's society. Yeah, and I absolutely. felt really, really bad um, about about that. I mean, part of me wanted to climb down and go comfort the thing. And I know people are going to probably <laughs> be laughing at me. My wife's going to laugh at me when she hears it. You know, as well as I do, if you bow hunt long enough, something like that's going to happen. That's just that's just part of it, man, is no matter how hard we try to to keep something from that happening, it's just going to happen. I mean, things like that happen, man. But it sounds like you rebounded and you handled the situation fairly well. You know, I, I mean, I think I did. <laughs> like I yep. said, the uh, I, I've got his head in my freezer. I'm going to do a nice euro mount on it. Um, he wasn't quite big enough for a shoulder mount, but I'll definitely do a nice euro mount and. I'm going to have a buddy of mine make it to where, you know, I can put a picture, that picture that I sent you, um, you know, underneath of it. Or oh, something yeah. Like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, that's the picture I'm going to post with this, man, when we launch. When you, when you sent me that picture, dude, I couldn't be more excited. I was, I was so excited for you, man. I was like, oh, I was like, man, it finally happened. And, and, and you know, a very, a very nice buck too at that, man. I was, I was super pumped for you, man, because I know, I know you get out there and you go at it hard, man. And you, you worked and I, I kind of followed you in the off season, you know, we kind of follow each other and, and mm -hmm. we kind of watched each other as far as our shooting and stuff like that. And, you know, trying to put ourselves in those high pressure shots and videoing and going back and forth and, and saying, Hey, try this, try that, you know, and, and, uh, you know, what are you using this for? What are you using that for? You know? So, man, when, when it came together for you, dude, I was, I was pumped, man. You know, and I had no, I, I had no 
I knew that it was going to come together for you eventually because because you, you hunt hard, man, and you're good. You hunt you hunt good, and you, and you uh, you know you think about it. And you can just tell by just by the way you talk and and stuff like that, man. So when I got that picture, dude, I was I was ecstatic, man. I was like, oh yeah, I, I really appreciate it. If, if it makes you if it makes you know how appreciated I was of you. You were probably my second or third person I sent the picture to. So, my wife being the first and my son being the second. Oh, there you go. There you go. Well, now speaking speaking to that, man, how's your son doing, man? How's he how's he doing this year, man? He, he's been? actually yeah, he's doing real good. He, he's uh he actually shot at it. And again, he he solely bow hunts. I bought him a, a 308 uh for Christmas two years ago and he don't he he hadn't even put the scope on it. He, he solely uh bow hunts. I, I can't talk him into the traditional archery thing. Right, right. Um, not, well, not right now, day. anyway. But yeah. he, he's doing good. He, uh, he actually just went back to college, um, a college that's that's kind of here, uh, uh, a Division three college that's here, um, is starting a football program, and he decided he's going to go back to college and 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 play football. So you know he, he's going to be one of the the older students there, at least on the football team. But uh, he, he's doing good. He's he's enjoying his season. Um, I know for me and him both, it kind of stinks because it's it's you know we're we're beyond that halfway point. Right. But uh, he he's he goes hard at it. I, I, he he I think I told you this before. Growing up, he did, he he loved the outdoors, and but by the time because of sports and stuff, he's big into sports. He never really had a good opportunity to get in the woods when it was good. It was always like a late season, so you know. Oh yeah. He's he's ten or eleven, and it's you know it's twenty degrees. And it's, you know, it's snowing or it's 33 degrees and it's sleeting and it was just miserable for him. So he never really got an opportunity to experience when it was fun. And so, you know, once once that happened for him, he got his first bow and he went out hunting. I mean, last year, I think he shot three or four or, or, or more deer. Um, so he, he's doing pretty good in his own right. Um, he's kind of like my dad. They're both lucky as heck. I mean, you know, they can fall in. <laughs> and a bed of poop and come out smelling like a rose and I'm the exact opposite. So that's you know, funny. I'm glad it works I, out for him like that. I know what you mean about those kids, man, being young like that. So, you know, both my kids, they played softball and uh, went up to the college level and stuff like that. But, you know, we were always playing our, our travel season in the fall, um, trying to get recruited, you know, and, in November, you know, and after that first week in November was usually our last weekend that we were traveling, man, it was, it was come back and it was go hunt, you know, and then, you know, some my 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 daughter my youngest daughter she hunts with me she uh you know she missed a lot of the youth weekends when it was nice and i said hey you're just gonna have to toughen up because you're gonna get out there with the get out there with the with the big boys you know when it's cold and rainy and can, you know it can be nasty and that's hard that's hard on a young kid man oh yeah so, you know Absolutely. i mean that, it, we didn't know any different that's just how we cut our teeth you know that's well, just, I'll that's tell just you the what, way it was it's not only hard on them but I don't mind it cold and I don't mind it hot, but when it's raining, I will stay home on the couch. <laughs> so Chris, especially man, so now with, with these feathers, I, I didn't realize how, how much that, that would affect the feathers, but I, I was oh, out in, in a rain um, a couple of weeks ago and you know, it was, it wasn't like raining pouring. and I wouldn't like run into the car. I was like, well, I'll stick it out for an hour or so. And those feathers got wet and I was afraid to shoot them. So, so I use a, a silicone spray. Mm -hmm. um, that I picked up on one of the groups, you know, that that guy kind of told me about it and stuff. And, and, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll sit out in the rain a little bit, man, but, um, I'm, so I, I'm one of those guys that's like, I, I, I'm rough on my stuff, man. And I don't know how many arrows I've refletched this year because I'm dragging through the briars and everything. And I get home, <laughs> I get home and I'm meticulous and I look at them and I'm like, 
man, that looks just terrible, man. I was like, I got to refletch that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and so I know what you mean, man. I'm, I'm the same way, man. I'm, so I'm does super... that stuff work pretty good? It, it does, man. It, it works pretty good, man. Okay. So, so it's, it's a, it, I, I have to get the name of it, man, and send it to you, but it's a, it's a silicone type spray, you know, and spray it on there and just let your arrow set and let them dry. And I usually put two coats on it. And then mm-hmm. when it looks like it's kind of, um, when, when it's, when it kind of looks like it's wearing off, I'll spray another little bit on there, you know, and, uh, just kind of freshen it up a little bit, but it, you know, it'll get you, it'll get you through the rain, you know, um, right. a light rain, you know, it's not going to get you through a downpour for hours and hours, but if that's the case, man, I'm going to be at home around the fire anyway. Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, I was one of those guys. I don't know if I, you saw the post or whatnot back in the summer when I was, uh, trying to get my, my arrow set up just right and, and, you know, get the, uh, the, the front end weight just right. Once I had it down pat, you know, then like an idiot, um, I didn't know any better. I put the broadhead on, you know, the 250 grain Simmons brought great white yep. without any fletchings. And it's a wonder I didn't kill somebody. Because it, <laughs> did, it did not fly straight. Oh, the things that we've learned, man. You know, so, I look yeah. back to, man. The thing. So, man, so so before we wrap up here, man. What, what, what kind of advice, man, if you got, you got any advice for somebody that's just trying to get into saddle hunt, man, and, and just kind of getting in, I mean, any piece of advice that you wish that you would have known when you first started? Uh, yes. And that is, we've already kind of brushed over it once, but I would say the best side advice I could give you is practice before your first time, not just, not like just once, but, but spend several, you know, five or six times practicing shooting out of a saddle and you try and use at least attempt to try to use squirrel steps or a ring of steps. That's, that's the, the two things um, that I would tell uh, the buddy that I got saddle hunting last year. It's the same, that's the same advice I gave him. Um, and he's and the same advice I've gave, given my son. And, you know, he's, they're, they're both doing, you know, they're both pretty successful at it so far. Um, but yeah, that's the advice I would give somebody that's trying this for the first time and keep an open mind, trust your gear. I, I think that's, I think that's for me that keep keep an open mind, man, that, you know, not being afraid because man, I was a huge stand hunter, man. I mean, mm-hmm. and I try, I've tried to be that guy that, that didn't like saddle hunting. You know, I tried to be that guy. I've talked about it before, man. And like, ah, what am I doing? You know? And I tried to be that guy's like, man, I'll just hang a stand. I'll just go in there and hang a stand, this and that, you know? And, and, uh, you know, then, then when I first kind of, a friend of mine kind of got me into it, um, I was like, okay, I was like, I can see some benefits to this, you know, but it was like, this is the way I'm going to do it. And this is the only way I'm going to do it. And then I, right. I seen somebody else do it, something I was like, Hey, you know, I think I, you know, this and that. And I think that's the main thing is, is go into it with an open mind, um, go into it with an open mind, man, for sure. And I think, uh, you know, and I may have to take you up on those squirrel steps, man. I may have to give them a shot, man, and just uh, just kind of see in the off season, you know. Well, if you if you want if you want to give them a shot, let me know. I'll I'll mail them out there to you or whatnot. Definitely, man. So so what uh so what's your plan for the late season, man? Real quick. Well, I'll probably hunt a few more times this week. I go back to work on uh, next Monday. It's my first day back. I work on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday next week, and uh, I'm gonna, definitely going to hunt some this week. Um, and our we've got a I'm a member of an archery uh, shop, uh, or archery club here at home. And, uh, this, the Saturday, two Saturdays from now, they've got a work club so, or a, a, a little work session or whatnot. So I'll go up there and work that day and I'll probably try and do some 
some late season hunting slash scouting, you know, mostly it's scouting and maybe hanging some cameras, yeah. but I'll have a gun with me because it'll be national forest. And, uh, but that's what I plan on doing. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm kind of wore out now. I, I've put all my eggs into one basket and that basket was the earlier half of the season. <laughs> um, and so that's where I'm at with it now, but I enjoy, I, I got to tell you too, man, I, I appreciate what you do. It's a, it's a, a, a great site. Um, it seems to be a great bunch of, bunch of people on there. Um, and like I said, thank you. Um, and, you know, none of us know the impact we have on people every day. And so, you know, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for you making that one post, I probably would be compound hunting. Of course, I'd, I'd probably have a couple of nice deer to go on the wall this season. <laughs> but hey, I can't, I can't, you can't get, you can't make me take credit for that, man. Come on. <laughs> no, I, I, uh... but, Hey, I appreciate you staying active on the page, man. And, and, you know, like I said, man, I mean, I've said this a hundred times. I never in a million years would ever thought that, uh, that saddle cartel group would have morphed into what it is, man. And it's a, it's, it's one of the, the coolest groups out there in my opinion, man. And, and a lot of good people in there and uh, a lot of good, a lot of good, you know, in there. And, uh, you know, so super, super pumped to see where it's going to take us, man. So I appreciate you being involved, man. And, uh, you know, Chris, we'll just uh, just holler at you later, man, and and hopefully, hopefully, when you kill that 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 big one fifty one sixty with that trad bow, we can we can get you back on here, man. <laughs> Most definitely. But I, if we can do that next week, I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely want to congratulate you again, man. That's a beautiful buck, um, and and you know, I think I think you know that's a good deer, and uh, you know, so so man, we'll uh, we'll holler at you later, bud. All right, Trey, I appreciate it, brother. You take care, man. Be safe.